Well, hi, you guys. I'm Rick Dancer. This is not an official show. Um, this is just me talking with you. Uh, we do our shows Tuesday through th Thursday, uh, 5 o'clock Oregon time, 6 o'clock Montana time. Um, but there's so much going on uh, in the world. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go on here and see who's on, see who's around, um, see what you guys are talking about, what's going on in your world. Uh, I'm interested in how things are going out there. Um, just so you know, I want you to know, I just got kicked off of TikTok doing a live. <laughs> I was doing a live over there. I do lives on TikTok to get people over. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? And um, <clears throat> hey, you guys, uh, comment, tell me where you're from. I'd love to know when you just, when, if you're on here, just pop on, it'll come up with your name and just tell me what town you're from um, or what state or where you're from. Um, it'd be fun to see that. But anyway, I was doing this. I was doing a live on TikTok and this uh, person named Missy comes on and she's always making fun of my hair or something like that, you know. And so I told her, <laughs> I kind of verbally smacked her. And all of a sudden I'm talking and all of a sudden TikTok just shuts me down. <laughs> I have been kicked off of TikTok. So I, I got punished for three days. Hey, I was just watching you. Tammy, did you see they kicked me off? Or remember that Missy girl? Because I was because I was telling her that I was kind of getting on her case after she was getting on mine. Yeah, isn't it funny how they get on her case but not on mine? Huh? Southern or formerly Eugene, I grew up watching you all the time. Well, thanks, Jace. I, I or Jeff, I appreciate that. Um, so uh, anyway, do you guys see where it looks like Trump's going to get arrested tomorrow? What do you think of that? I'd love to know your opinion. Um, I think that is the dumbest thing the Democrat Party could do. But right now they're so filled with hatred that they can't even see. They're blinded. I mean, you know, I've never seen anything like this. I remember in the Bible it talks about how people that are so filled with hate are blinded. But I've never experienced it for myself. And now you're seeing what's going on with, man, you just mentioned the word Trump. And people on the Democratic side of the aisle, oh, you would think it's Satan incarnate. I mean, they go crazy and they don't think straight. And so here they are. They're going to arrest him allegedly tomorrow. All that's going to do is solidify his base and they're going to have a bigger problem on their hands. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure he's the right guy for 2024. I'm, I'm kind of tired of him picking on DeSantis all the time and his attitude that way. Um, but if they do this, they're going to just create a, a just a cluster mess. I mean, I, I, I think it's like this is like get out the popcorn. You know, if they pull, if they go in and actually handcuff him and take him to jail, oh my gosh, it's going to be the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. And here they got somebody sitting in the White House right now who's, you know, obviously uh, done a couple things and uh, has some connections to the, uh, the the world in which we are about to go to war in. It looks like and uh, the most unethical person on the planet. And and you're going to point fingers at me at the other side. Oh God. It's it is the dumbest thing. You talk to anybody who's an attorney and they'll tell you they don't have a case, you know. Yeah, it was hush money. And, you know, and it, it but, you know, anything he does, if he, you know, has a, a bad stool, they're going to jump all over him. And I'm sure it was an intoxicating thing. Um, I don't know. It's insane. Coquille, Oregon, my first Daniel, my first job in the media was in at K-Shore K -Shore and K-Bay Radio in Coquille, Oregon. 
to create another January 6th in there. Oh, Rufus, they are. They're just, and, and it's, it's just not going to work. Brenda, you work, you live in Walton. Well, you're way out there in the country. So you guys tell me where you're from and um, it'll show your name, but just tell me what town you're from or what state, um, wherever you are out there. So you guys are, you're, I, I'm, you're talking to a felon now because I've been kicked off TikTok. The Chinese have figured out what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, so you guys have some really great stories coming up in the coming weeks. And I just was talking to a kid today, uh, most amazing kid. And it's just real as, hey, Eric, come Cottage Grove, my one of my favorite towns in Oregon. Um, talking to this young man, and it just reminded me, um, this kid, so his, his mother was a drug addict, and so was his dad. And his dad died. He has two little brothers who are stepbrothers, like eight and seven or something like that. And I did a story on this kid a few years ago because he and his friends started a business and they were just doing odd jobs for people. And I thought that was so cool that he was so in, you know, into this. And um, so I did a show with them. And then this kid's mom uh, died as a drug addict. And so his brothers have nowhere to go. They're living with the grandparents. But this 20 year old kid is trying to adopt them. Yeah. So he's, he's going to adopt his brothers. He's 20 years old, has a girlfriend, and they've agreed on this, and he's going to adopt like a six and an eight-year-old or something. Who does that? I mean, that's an amazing story. So he's going to come on and um, next week. Um, then I have another friend who um, has cerebral palsy, and this guy's a bodybuilder, and he just looks ripped as hell right now. I mean... He just got done with the show and he, they were trying to have a kid, had a miscarriage, he and his wife, and now she's pregnant. And the baby's about, the little boy's about to be born pretty soon. So he's going to come on my show. Um, and this is a kid who has, you know, cerebral palsy, uh, deals with all those issues with that. People think that he's something that he's not. Um, and and he's an amazing guy and he's coming on my show. So it reminded me of a cool story. Um, and do you guys, are you into a story? I can't find help in my, with my yard. Nobody's kid works anymore. I know it's the same. It, well, there's really good kids here in Montana, but the ones that I've connected with were from people that moved into Montana and they weren't very dependable. You get a kid who's lived here their whole life and they're super dependable, but I was telling this kid, so I'm on the phone with this boy today and we're having this conversation. And I said, God, you know, um, when I grew up, I was really insecure and didn't have a whole lot of friends and, and I just didn't know how to be. Um, I don't know. I, I was, this was my personality, but it was hidden um, because I didn't want to get picked on. My whole life revolved around trying to keep from getting bullied. I mean, I, I, everything I did was to keep from getting bullied because I was bullied so much and I'm not being a whiner. I'm just saying that's just, that's a fact of my life. Um, I remember a good day used to be if I could get from the bus on the way home from school, we lived down a long driveway and kids would tease me on the bus and stuff or, and then, or sometimes scream out the window when I'm leaving. And if I could get down the road to my house without hearing someone say something mean, that was a good day. <laughs> I remember that. So I would get off the bus and I'd run as fast as I could home so I wouldn't hear anybody saying anything. So um, I worked at a lumber yard when I was um, 
in high school, my like when I'm late late in high school, I think I was a senior maybe, and I had this boss. His name was Harold Eastman, and I started working the counter. And this was back in the day when you not only waited on people, you know, you wrote up their order, you went out and helped them load it and everything. And so, about a month or two into the job, Harold Eastman came up to me and he said, "You know, Rick, these people want two by fours, nails, and bullshit, and you're not giving them any bullshit." Well, eight years later, when I left that job, he had tears in his eyes and he said, "I think we created a monster." But what Harold Eastman did was he gave me the confidence to not be as concerned about what people thought of me because he taught me how to be a human being. He taught me how to have relationships with people, how to be interested in them, how to take my customers and talk with them and know who their kids were, know what project they were working on, um, know what they needed, that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, he made me kind of the guy I am today. And taught me. I learned more at a lumberyard than I ever did in four years of college about how to be a good citizen, how to be a good reporter, how to be a good, uh, you know, uh, person. He taught me all that just by working at a lumberyard. So kids that don't go to college, that doesn't matter. College isn't for everybody. I did it because my parents wanted me to do it. Um, Seth says confidence is not easy to come by. Um, a lot of young men can take a few pages from your stories, quality mentoring. Well, yeah, Seth, I appreciate that. But it was just, it, it's really hard. Yeah, it was really hard. And I think people, and what's kind of funny is people look at me today and they go, oh, I can't believe you were ever insecure like that, you know? And I mean, people used to tease me about everything. And and I took it to heart because I was a pretty sensitive kid. When I was a kid, I, I cried a lot because I'm a really emotional guy. I mean, I, um, I am super emotional and I've learned to try to handle that. Um, but when I was younger, I couldn't, it just, you know, I would just start crying and then people would call me a sissy and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And that wears on you as a man that really wears on you. And I remember one of the things that, kind of helped cure me was the Thurston high school shooting. Um, I, you know, I cried live on the air na nation, national television. We were going national and I, I lost it. And I was so mad at myself. I was so mad. And then afterwards, all these kids kept coming out and giving me their story first. And about two o'clock in the afternoon, a young man came out and it says, do you want to know why everybody's given your, their story to you and be first and to not to everybody else? I said, yeah, I noticed that they're coming to me. He says, because we were in the library and we were watching TV and we saw you start to cry. And we all understood that you cared about us more than you did the story. So we all vowed to come tell you our story first. That's what relationship does with a community and with people it was stuff, you know? So, um, that's kind of, that's the, the stuff that makes you into a person, you know? And I think everything, when I ran for office, I think even when I was in TV, you kind of depend on people liking you. And then I ran for public offices for secretary of state in 2008 and people were so freaking mean. Oh, and I think that took any other little bit of needing to be liked and just threw it out the window.
I agree, Eric. Everyone who's been bullied can see the pain in, in others. That's why we all need to come together and love each other. Solidarity. Okay, Eric, we should have this would be a great conversation. But how do you love people when they don't listen? You know what I mean? I mean, I've lost so many friends because of the reaction to COVID, because of my, my disdain for the progressive agenda. And I'm not going to let up anymore. I spent 30 years having to be silent and, and smile and, and ride the middle of the road and go, yeah, I know Biden's bad, but so is Trump. And, and I'm done. I'm just done because it's so one-sided. I mean, Biden's done just as many horrible things in his career, probably more than Trump's done. And yet, if you even begin to say that you support Trump, you're like, like the devil's handmaiden. And, and they won't let up on it. And I'm not going to be, I, I, you know, I, I, I had to block three more people this weekend because they come on and they just torment my, my other viewers, uh, me, and they won't listen to us. And so I guess it's, you know, it's, all, it's for 30 years, I feel like I've been on a one-sided teeter-totter and I have to get up off the teeter-totter and lift it so the other person can do it. I don't get to really play on the teeter-totter. Well, I'm going to play on the teeter-totter now. Um, I'm, I'm standing my ground. Um, I will work with people, but I'm not going to stick my tail or any other anatomy of mine between my legs and, and, and ride a fence in the name of solidarity. Um, there's some real evil stuff going on right now. And I don't want to be a part of it. And, I'm, and it's destroying our country. And it's destroying people's lives. It's destroying my retirement. It's destroying people's sa life savings all for a game and I'm done. I'm not playing that game anymore. Um, it's, it's people have rejected us. They, they lied to us. And then when we spoke up and said, we're not going to do this and we're not going to be a party to this. And it's a lie. They, they shunned us. And now we're finding out we were right. And you still won't admit it. The science doesn't back you up. And so here we are. And, and I'm just done. Sometimes it takes a while to sink in. It's not going to sink in. This is a battle they have. The truth comes out over time. I know. But when did they say we were wrong? We can't keep the conversation going when, when um, didn't, don't listen. They might hear you eventually. I don't care. Honestly, Eric, that's the sad truth. I don't care if they hear me. I really don't. I know I'm right. I know I have the, I, I knew it all along. And I had to pretend and I'm not pretending anymore. You know, it's, it's just, I think that's the hard part is we always, when do, when do they get to be grownups? We've had to be grownups. We've had to shut our mouths. When do they get to shut theirs? You know? And start listening. And in the meantime, we just keep going down hills, down the tube, down the tube, lower and lower. And people won't look at the facts of what's going on. I mean, I don't think Trump is the best guy in the whole world. But I'm certainly not happy with what we're doing right now with someone I don't even know who's running this place. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I used to have your sediment. Um, that I, I don't know that there is common ground anymore. I really don't. I think, honestly, Eric, I think people have, they, they push too hard. Here's what happened. This is my honest opinion. They pushed too hard, too far, too long. And there was too many of us who were standing back and going, uh-uh, this isn't the right, this isn't right. And, and they, they, I was listening to something today and they were talking about how, how belittled people were um, by stuff. And you were, and that famous doctor was telling us that, you know, we were causing more problems if we didn't go along with the crowd. It turns out we weren't. We were probably doing better. And yet I'm even hedging my words on here because of the censorship that goes on. And here's the thing, Eric, that side, they don't get censored. My side gets censored. And so I'm supposed to find common ground when I can't even talk about things blatantly and outwardly on a, on a social media channel for fear that they'll pull me. And I'm supposed to find common ground. I don't even have any ground that's common because they have all the cards in their hand, except I have the truth. But the truth is costly, isn't it? It is costly. I've lost a lot of clients because of the truth. And it wasn't because they didn't believe what I believe. It's because they got pressured by that common ground and those people on that other terrestrial body um, and their pressure. So yeah, we're all supposed to come together. Uh, <laughs> I've lost a lot because of having to suck up to uh, things that weren't true in the name of getting along and saving business. Now, I don't do that anymore. So I agree at some point we have to come together, but you know what? I think somebody needs to make a big giant step in a direction and it's not me. And um, I know that sounds like a snotty little reply and sounds like, well, I'm not doing anything till you do it, but you know what? EVIL is EVIL, and that's what it's come down to for me. Um, that's what it is. So I think the division exactly what they want. Well, then that, that's one thing they've gotten. That's what they've done. They've cultivated corporations and uniparties and the media are all working together to create an environment where we are weakened by our differences. Um, Eric, you forgot one big group. The P-R-O-G-E-S-S-I-V-E -S -S -E wing of the D party. That's, that's the ringleader. Not all the Ds, huh? I have too many D friends that I know are not in that camp. But that far left faction is behind all that. And you know it. We all know it. I'm reading Hilda. Sorry, Hilda, I'm reading what you're saying. So I'm going to tell you one more little story. Um, 
COVID was once so far event in our lifetime mistakes were made. I just listened to my doctor I've had for years and I trusted. I just read the literature and I read between the lines and I'm a reporter. So I'm taught to smell and what everything that came out of was Yeah, it is easy to control the weak, Stacy, and they don't control you and me. <laughs> no, no. So let me tell you a story, and I'll end this with this story. There's a little village, and all these little people were called Weemicks. And there was one little Weemick named Punchinella. And Punchinella um, never seemed to do anything right. If Punchinella put on his coat, the people, the other Weemix would tease him because he put it on the wrong way. Uh, he'd walk through a mud puddle and get his foot wet. Um, and and in, in this little village of Weemix, they were toys, toy people. And they all had little stickers. And all day long, they'd go around and they had a star in a circle. A star was if there was something they perceived to be good that you did, they'd put that on you. If you did something they perceived to be bad, they'd put the circle on you. So every time little Punchinella did anything, they gave him a circle. He was just covered literally in these little circles. So one day he met a Weemick like none other he'd ever met before named Lucia. Lucia had no stickers, no circles and no stars. So people would go up to her and since she had no stars, they tried to put a circle on it, but the circle didn't stick. Well, because they thought she was so good, they'd go to try to put a star on her, but the star wouldn't stick. They just fall off. So Punchinella walked up to Lucia and he says, why don't the stickers stick to you? And she says, every day I go spend time with the toy maker. And he says, who's the toy maker? She goes, well, go find out. He lives up on the hill. So Punchinella goes up the hill and he finds the toy maker's house and everything is huge there because Punchinella is just a little toy walks into the toy toy shed and and all of a sudden here here comes Punchinella or um, the toy maker Eli was the toy maker and Eli comes up and he says oh Punchinella I've been hoping you'd come see me and Punchinella says oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to do and he goes whoa 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 you didn't do anything wrong, but you sure have a lot of marks, a lot of circles. He says, I, 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 I just make mistakes all the time. And Eli said, Punchinella, those, those, those are marks from other Weemicks. They're Weemicks just like you. But what, what they say doesn't matter. And Punchinella goes, what? He goes, their marks don't matter. They're just like you. They're just other Weemicks. And Punchinella says, well, I met Lucia and, and she has known that nothing sticks. How do I become like that? How do I get so that no one's mark sticks? He says, you come up here every day and spend time with me. And I will show you why their marks don't matter. And at that moment, one of the circles off of Punchinella fell to the ground. So I used to read that story at local schools all the time in Eugene Springfield. 
And one year I read it to a classroom of kindergartners. And all the, I said, you know, I always just ask kids, what does this story mean to you? And this little five-year-old, he raised his hand and he says, Mr. Dancer? And I said, yeah. He says, maybe what we're supposed to understand is that it doesn't matter what people think. And maybe we're not supposed to fit in. It's a five-year-old. And I started to cry. And he starts laughing. He goes, why are you crying? I said, because I'm 40-some years old. And I just now figured out that I'm not supposed to fit in. And the stickers don't matter because they're just remix. What they say, what they believe, what they think of me is of no matter to me because they are just other human beings walking through this world, trying to get to the next place. All that time on the bus, all that bullying, I never understood that it didn't matter. They were just like me. The stickers only stick if you let them. So Eric, when you say we need to find common ground, I'm all for common ground, but I am not going to allow anyone's mark on my body, on my mind, on my psyche, on my spirit. I am done with that. No one's going to tell me what I can and can't say. I'm not going to bite my tongue to protect the people around me. I named my show Get Real with Rick Dancer. You know why? Because I needed to get real with Rick Dancer. I, need to find, I needed to find out who he is. And I know. And some of you will not understand this. Um, but, but this is a warrior. Some of you will not understand this at all. Um, Richard means King Lionhearted. And I don't expect to be a king, but I am lionhearted. And one time I had a woman come up to me and she said, God just told me you are Gideon. Well, Gideon was a leader of people and he picked his soldiers when God told him, pick the, pick the men who lap the water like a dog. And I lap the water like a dog. I'm not looking for billionaires. I'm not looking for politicians. I'm not looking to get along. I'm looking for people willing to listen to what God has to say and lap the water. And I will have conversations and I will always be gentle with people until 
I get pushed to the place where I have to stand. The worst thing that the dark time did was it opened our eyes wide. We saw what you can do when you get fear and you lie to people. We're seeing the ramifications of what that does. And we will see those for decades to come as the true effects of all of that show up. And then there will be all of us lapping dogs who will stand back and love on the people we're supposed to love on and develop a moral courage to stand up and as Nancy Reagan used to say, just say no. Or was that Betty Ford? I don't remember. No, we're done. And if you think this is ever going to happen again, you're crazy. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I will never do that again, ever. So this is not an official show. So none of my sponsors are liable for anything that I said. Um, I don't blame <clears throat> politicians and the media that control things, not progressives. No, I disagree with you. I 100% disagree with you. Um, no, totally disagree with you. I like you, Eric, though, but I disagree with you. I think what the progressive DP and Mr. S-A-N-D-E-R-S -E are very much part of this. Um, what would Jesus do? Peace. Uh-uh. Not my Jesus. Jesus is a warrior, Eric. <laughs> what did what did Jesus do when he found out that the, the 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 priests were charging people for doves to make sacrifices when the poor couldn't even afford to do anything and they were taking their money? What did he do? He turned over the tables. Who did he call vipers? Yeah, the religious leaders of the day. He was not a wuss. He wasn't a he, he was a peacemaker, but you find peace after war. You have to stand up for what you believe in. And that is totally what Jesus says. Yeah, I can love people I disagree with, but I'm not going to join forces with them. That's the happy Jesus of today. That's the flannel board Jesus they told us about in Sunday school. He wasn't real. <laughs> he wasn't real at all. The real Jesus doesn't live on a flannel board. And he doesn't walk around and be all this. You know, meek does not mean a wuss. <laughs> You have to be strong to be a, to be meek, you know? Um, yeah. Sarah's right. Shalom peace has a quality. Yeah. So I don't think the peace you're talking about there, Eric, is the same peace, but that's just you and me having a difference and that's fine. But I will say, I, I will not ever believe that the, the PROG, and the DEM have are not behind. We're doing exactly what they want. We were doing exactly what they had planned and wanted. And you can blame the corporations and you can blame, you know, all that. But the corporations that are following them, yeah, you can blame them. Um, 
Uh, yet Sarah says justice to it. Um, one of the things I find interesting about the whole justice thing is there's a line in the in the Bible and it talks about seek justice for everyone but yourself. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a justice warrior not sticking up for a cause that they somehow were impacted by? Not very often. We have taken that in a whole different place. Um, but anyway, these are my opinions and the opinions of myself, not any of my sponsors uh, or my family or relatives or even my wife. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just a weemic like the rest of you. And you can bring your circles. And what I love about the story too, um, here's the part that is the clincher and then I'll get out of here. <clears throat> See, the Weemix, little Lucia, remember not just the circles didn't stick, the bad stuff people said, but the good stuff either. So the stars didn't stick. Lucia didn't need, because she spent time with Eli and knew who she was, she didn't need, she didn't have to take people's crap, but she didn't need their BS or their, even their kind words either. That doesn't mean we don't say kind words to each other, but it means we don't do things to depend on the kind words because that's what we do too much, all of us. So if you don't need the circles, you shouldn't need the stars either because you're getting it from Eli. That makes sense. And if we can live that way, and I'm not saying I do, it's my strive. That's where I'm going. But if we can live that way, then Eric, we can have that peace that goes beyond understanding. Um, and yeah, I'm not saying I'm not willing to work with people, but what I'm saying is I've spent too much time understanding the, it goes back to screw me once, shame on you. It's going to be twice. It's my, so I am, I'm not giving up territory and I am, I love this country and, um, and, and I think coming to Montana, it makes me love it more because I see what it was still. Um, just still what it was and it's still alive and well here. Oh yeah. That P group is, is pushing its way in here, um, with its lofty words and its empty phrases. Um, but people here still, you know, it's, it's hard to live here. You got to work hard. You got snow, you got cold. It's extreme. And when it's extreme, you have to work hard to live there. Um, do you see the Hayden bridges up for sale? I did. I did, Matt. Um, I saw that on there. Uh, she's been trying to unload that for quite a while because she did it for the community with the idea of giving it to the, here's the story behind that. She fixed that thing up with the idea of just giving it to the city and, uh, or somebody and no one would take it. So now it's for sale. So you could have had a really nice park in Springfield um, or Lane County and they didn't want it. Never bury yourself in your thoughts for the sake of not offending people. Exactly, Jameson. Um, yeah. And you know what I think? Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's, I think that um, being offended is your choice. So, you know, the same people that come on and they're so offended at me because they think I'm racist because I, I support police. Oh, God. you know, people like that, they're so offended. And it's like, why, why did, get a life? You know, I mean, come on. What is this to be? 
You choose to be. I could be so offended every day when I went home from some of the things you, some of you say to me. But your stickers don't stick. So it all goes back to spending time with Eli, who made us. He can tell me who I really am. And then I go out into the world and you can't offend me. And your circles don't stick and I don't need your stars. Um, all I need is the approval of Eli. And I got that. So now I can be Gideon and do whatever it is I need to do. All right. Um, so tomorrow night, today is meet, eat meat day in Montana. And they're trying to you know, support meat producers, every kind of meat producers. Well, I went out last week to a rancher, a woman, a woman rancher, and um, which isn't unusual in Montana. And she's going to show me around and then come and talk about some of the stuff like um, how the environmental people are really screaming about cow poop and belches. Uh, but the same people that are complaining about it are not having a problem getting on a jetliner and flying across the United States or all over the world to spread their message of get rid of the cow poop and the, and the belching. Um, so I, I'm, I wish I could do a study to find out how much one airplane trip across the United States, how many farts and how many cow patties that wouldn't have to have to make up for the same difference. But then again, you know, hypocrisy is alive and well in the environmental community. So we're going to talk to her about that. And then on Wednesday, I have these experts coming in called ed on educational freedom in Oregon. They have a bill for school choice coming up in 2025, I think it is. And they're going to tell us there's some little tips they can give you on how to handle situations like um, Churchill. And then on when Thursday night, we're going to have a rockin' show with Rob from Bait and Tackle. He and I are just going to talk about current events and things of the day. And then Bill London will be joining us also with the news of the week uh, to kind of fill you in. So that's what's coming up next week. Um, and uh, thank you so much for um, putting up with my conversation here. If this meant something to you and you think it would mean something to somebody else, share it on your page, let other people see it. If not, that's fine. That's not a, I don't need your stars. Um, it's not a problem. Um, but anyway, um, I, I appreciate you guys uh, more than you know, really. And um, I, yeah, it's, yeah. I wrote a blog today. Oh, I can't stop. And, you know, I went to a Montana thing with the governor yesterday. Oh, we're going to have the governor of Montana on, I think. Um, I told him I had a couple more questions. So I'm hoping they'll still approve it. Um, but, um, and they were singing their Montana state song. And then I was thinking of ours. And I was going, I kind of missed Oregon, you know, just because I know that I grew up with that. And then I, so I wrote down the land of the empire builders, land of the golden west. You know, and I wrote that thing down there and then I went online to find more of words. They changed the legislature in 2021, changed the first four lines of the Oregon anthem because they said it was racist. And really fast, I was knocked out of my missing Oregon and I was like, oh, my God, only in Oregon would empire builders be a racist comment. So they changed your net, your Oregon anthem and, and like whatever, but it's like, I'm still singing the old one, but isn't that, that is so, so Oregon. So the legislature changes the words because it's offended one person or something. Remember offense is a choice.
Land of the Empire Builders, land of the Golden West. <laughs> Take that. I'll probably get shut down for that. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs> land of...